The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show. And of course, we are joined by our producer. Well, we're more than joined. He organizes it. Darren Ball. And he'll be coming to us later in the show, as he always does, with his question from one of our listeners or his experience from one of our listeners. I must say, people do love those, by the way. So please keep them coming in. Uh, They really, I mean, they're completely real. I don't even know which question or point he's going to make before he makes it on this show. And that means we are responding actually live to these very interesting questions and comments and experiences. So thank you very much for that. And we've been looking at this really heartwarming fact that we will achieve ascension. Not we might, as Dr. King might say, not maybe, no ifs, no buts, we will. And this is one of the most encouraging, the most positive messages we've ever been given. And you might remember from the last three shows we've been covering, this is the last in this particular series of shows, We Will Achieve Ascension. We've discovered uh, that the ascending individual is likened by Mars Sector 6 to a flame, a virtual flame in the darkness. And he's made many comments about that flame, a couple of which are, it gains energy from itself. Another one, it cannot be extinguished. And this is very important, I think, for us all, even at our much lower level than ascension, uh, maybe even more so because we come across people who are opposed to what we're doing. We also, and this is another thing, have people who are on the spiritual path and drift off it. And not because they disbelieve it, they just get caught up in materialism, in other areas of their life, And this can be undermining if they're a close friend, a close associate, someone you've been traveling the path with. And that's when even we at our level have to draw energy from ourselves and not allow the flame to be extinguished, even by other people's example, uh, other people's lack of interest and other people's opposing thoughts, which do come along. Now, there's no easy way. But we can avoid some of the pitfalls and unnecessary diversions from the path because those cause greater suffering in the end. So it's up to us. And the nine freedoms, which are at the very core of this show, as all this regular listeners know, they spell out that path. Bravery, love, service, enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, and the sixth freedom, which we're now looking at, ascension. And it's amazing that this flame that uh, Mars Sex 6 uses, of course, is, is about uh, someone who is approaching ascension and has mastered the higher states of samadhi at will before they even ascend. And that does seem like a remote concept, but again, we're told this is attainable by us, and it's not some sort of trick 
that you perform. It's something that comes along the way, we're told. And then one moves into ascension. Now, these new uh, age teachings have brought a change in how we go about attaining samadhi in these days. It's no longer eliminating mental activity or mind so that we enter super consciousness, which is in its fullness anyway, beyond mind. It's now about illuminating all mental activity or mind, transmuting it into pure super consciousness. And we do that through service, spiritual service in all its forms as opposed to detachment, dispassion, or to use the Sanskrit word, veragya, to bring a transmigration from mind to spirit. In these days, detachment's still necessary, it's essential, but it's no longer the whole story. And here's a key point, it has its limits. Uh, We should detach to a certain point, but we shouldn't detach from our higher selves, from our intuition, from our compassion, Uh, We shouldn't detach from the suffering of others, as some yogis did, by the way. That is wrong. And certainly it's wrong now anyway. And as Dr. King demonstrated, we should definitely not detach from the suffering and the sacrifice of the Mother Earth. Now, the Master Jesus brilliantly describes what we need to do in these days in his third blessing, Blessed are they who love, and he says this, and I quote, Theirs is the difficult task of transmutation of the base energies into that state of energy you call love. So instead of detaching from anger or greed or another basic impulse or emotion, we redirect the energy behind it into service and transmute it with love. For example, through healing and prayer. And love energy causes an unforced rise of kundalini towards higher chakras every time we serve others for no personal reward in any way, sometimes including very practical and physical ways of service, which are also essential. After all, you can't pray in a temple unless someone's built that temple, paid for that temple, made it available and functional for people to attend. So every volunteer who works hard in any way to keep that temple open is just as important to the love energy being radiated from it as the people praying inside. And some, of course, will do both because, as Mars Sector 6 said in his cosmic message of divine opportunity in 1964, and I quote, to work in a spiritual way is good, to pray in the right way is good, but to work in that way and pray in this way is perfect. So let's come now to our extract for today. It's again from The Sixth Freedom, delivered by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. King, who did enter somatic trance at will to receive this and every cosmic transmission and this gives us a very interesting insight into those who attain ascension so darren would you please play this for us now as such a one as this uh, has a great auric a field around themselves a form they have no aura. A such a one as this a transmutes all energies onto those planes a which can then be attacked by others less 
evolved and used thereby helping all life streams upon a terror. Amazing revelation that, isn't it not? Such a one has such a great auric field around themselves that they have no aura. They don't need one because they've mastered completely all mind appertaining to the evolutionary cycle of Earth. They've left the cycle of reincarnation. What a brilliant statement. They transmute all energies onto those planes or frequencies to be tapped by others, less evolved than them, to be used by ordinary people who are not ascended, rather than having their own individual aura, as we all do, un us unascended ones. Uh, they don't need this. Their karma doesn't require it. What a freedom. They're not limited by terrestrial karma and our own individual auras, which are our physical bodies, by the way, are only a reflection of our auras. It's not the other way around. These flames in the darkness have moved beyond that. That's why a flame is such a brilliant description of what they are. Dr. King explained they brought even their auric bodies into themselves and thereby they have such colossal and tremendous energy that they could, if they chose, blow a mountain out through thought alone. They wouldn't, of course, unless there was a very, very good cosmic reason for that. So we can see why it was so essential for these ones to have attained and mastered samadhi at will to bring that control over the colossal powers which come to them as ascended masters. In fact, Dr. King summed it up brilliantly when he said they transmuted the auric envelope into a dynamic, usable energy force. What say you about that, Darren? How's your auric envelope this day? <laughs> well, I think after, after hearing that, I'm sorry to say that I've still got one. So, you know, some work, some work, just, some work to do there. You're not the only but, uh, one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think that statement by Master 66 is a revelation, as you say, you know, one more outstanding quality of these great masters that we can all aspire towards, of course. Indeed. So um, everybody, if you're tuning in for the first time, you can find out more about the nine freedoms, about Mars Sector 6, about Dr. George King by visiting our website, aetheriusorg um, aetherius.org. You can also find out more about the 12 blessings, one of the quotes that Richard read there. Um, of course, we share a moment of truth, a question from you in every show. Uh, so do get in touch with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Uh, we do love your experiences too, as Richard said. And in fact, today I have an experience that I'd like to share with all of you. Um, a breakthrough, in fact, that someone had, which which gave me great joy to read, actually, and I'm, I'm very happy to read it here today. So it goes as follows. Uh, this person says, hello, thank you, thank you for this practical demonstration. I think they were responding to um, a practice that we did recently in one of our shows. And they said, this, as you know, is not the first time that I've felt the universal energy run through me, but today there was a subtle difference. I realized that I can increase or decrease the flow, like turning on and turning off a tap. I turn the tap full on, my breathing gets less even and my neck and shoulders start to tense up. If I turn it back to a trickle, then I start to slump in the chair and I feel sleepy. I liken it to the Goldilocks story. It has to be just right. My thinking is that the pra with practice, I'll be able to steadily increase the flow, i.e. manage more power. Before today, I imagined that the energy changed like the wind. But now I understand that it is my state of mind and physical fitness that fluctuate. Love does not. So obvious and something that I already knew academically, but had not translated that knowing through my physical structure. 
Now the importance of concentration or stilling my mind has been taken to a whole new level. And I'm reminded of the second blessing in which the Master Jesus says, Thrice blessed are the searchers who have found and left and given of their very heart to man, so that he may see and seeing know and knowing act and acting become that which he should be. Absolutely beautiful, uh, Darren. What a great experience. And I, I think there's a big lesson here because sometimes, you know, it's like responding to an emergency, um, you know, in the, at a physical level. Uh, and someone, you know, an ambulance driver or whoever it might be, paramedic, uh, they have to go there then. It doesn't matter what mood they're in. doesn't matter what's going on elsewhere in their life. It doesn't matter mm. whether they're tired. It doesn't. They've got to then go and do that and save someone's life probably. And it's the same sometimes with healing. We can't wait for everything to be just right. And prayer, and as far as Dr. King's concerned, praying for two hours a day isn't very much at all in the tw- out of 24. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we have to keep it going. And this person is, is really obviously making tremendous progress. In a way, they're on a, you know, it's not samadhi, but they're bringing into being this idea of doing a practice at will. And not Mm -hmm. necessarily when we're in the right mood, all things are right, the astrology's right, the moon's in the right place, et cetera, et cetera. No, you've got to do it when it's needed, and it's needed all the time. So that's a great one, Darren, I think. Yeah, no, and a great parallel to draw there about being able to do something at will with those examples you gave. Mm. Um, and I agree, you know, it gave me great joy to read this because this person is obviously making progress in their spiritual practices yeah. and having, you know, deeper and more rewarding experiences. And I think, um, you know, an example of, you know, something I'm sure you've said in one of your books that, it, you know, it's personal experience that is really the key to understanding, you know, psychic development or things like this. And must say it's true, you know, in this case with this person, certainly. Yes, because, you know, Master Theory has said about the Nine Freedoms that over the centuries we will adopt these teachings they're not Mm. theories they're not for a philosophical seminar uh you could have a wonderful i mean i'd love it myself but what they are above all else is something practical that we do they are living things and we can apply them and as we're trying to show on this show darren even the higher freedoms for the high beings the interplanetary beings and the solar beings even there are lessons we can learn in the here and now Absolutely. Uh, a manual we can continue to study for, for <laughs> hundreds, if not thousands of years, not millions of years to come. Yeah, and they do it and they and, and they demonstrate it. And we're going to move on, uh, actually, in the next show. We'll be looking at these more advanced intelligences, the Saturnians, and we'll move even towards the solar lords and look at their incredible example. And they live what we're told to live. They ad- demonstrate. You've only got to look at the sun and you can see that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. 